0: You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. So the message that uh, God laid on my heart to uh, share with you guys today is, do you know the Master's voice? Human beings, we are relational creatures. We were created to be that way. Our God, the triune God, as Stephen likes to say. I like it too, the three in one. He's a relational God, and we were created in his image. He said in Genesis, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Do you know him? Do you recognize the master's voice when he speaks to you? You know, voice recognition is a huge part of any relationship. We know the voices of those who are part of our lives, our moms, our dads, our brothers, sisters, friends, The familiar sound, the voice of someone we know, it's endearing, isn't it? And it all begins in the womb. Doctors say that babies can hear their mom's heartbeat at 18 weeks. They can hear sounds and voices outside of the mother's body at 26 weeks. I used to talk to both Eli and Bella when Sherry was carrying them. I would talk to them, pray for them, sing over them. And they would almost always start moving and kicking, man, when I sang to them. (laughs) And even, even then, they started bonding with their daddy. They were hearing my voice and even then, they could sense the love. They recognized that this voice is safe. Bella really recognized the voice of her daddy. After she was born, the nurses cleaned her up. I called her name and she immediately turned her tiny head towards me. She knew my voice. You know, in 2003, I played the part of Aslan the Lion in the stage play, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The makeup for that role was intense. It took two hours in the makeup chair to be ready for the stage. As you can see, you'd you'd never know that was me. But after the show, two-year-old Bella heard my voice and immediately came to me. No fear, all trust. That's the power of our voice. Now let's have some fun for a few few moments if we can. I wanna test your voice recognition skills right now. When I was growing up, there was a voice impersonator named Rich Little. Does anyone here remember Rich? He was amazing, man. He could imitate anybody and he sounded just like him. And you know, after seeing Rich many times on TV, I started trying to do voice impressions myself. So this morning, let's see if you can identify a few of these voices, who these people are. I sell propane and propane accessories. Hank Hill. Hank Hill from Arlen, Texas. Here's one. Who, who would like to watch cartoons on Saturday morning? Any of you guys get up early? For you nature livers a poem. Want to see me pull a rabbit out of my hat? That trick never works. This time for sure. Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Very good. How about this one, you history buffs? You cannot negotiate with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. We will never surrender. Who is that? Winston Churchill, very good. All right, here's one for you Bugs Bunny fans. Greetings, Earthling. I believe I'll blow up your planet with my P-237 space modulator. <laughs> Who was that? Yeah, Marvin the Martian. Here's one. Marty, it's your kids, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids. you got to come back to the future. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Doc Brown, very good. How about this one? Negative. He's a T2000 liquid metal alloy. The Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's very good. Now, let's try this. This can, this can be a little tricky. This goes way back. Hey, Ralphie boy. Hello, Norton. What's going on, buddy, old pal? Who is was that? Who? Jackie Gleason, yeah. And, and uh, Art Carney, or Ed Norton. How about this one? I'm going to make him an offer. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Who is that? Yeah, Don Vito Corleone, or Marlon Brando. I need a prop for this one. Just a couple more. (laughs) The death star will be completed on schedule, Commander. (laughs) Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Last one here. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to say good morning to my wife Roslyn, my daughter Emma, and my mother Lillian, God rest her soul. Get that man a six-pack of Bill Bill. <laughs> and I'm gonna do this one for Melissa. This is the last one. I'll take a martini. Chicken, not stir. <laughs> yes, Melissa, it's Sean Connery. <laughs> Very good, y'all. You recognize all of those voices, but do we recognize the most important voice of all? Jesus Christ. John says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. He was talking about us, the Gentiles. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock, And one shepherd. Jesus himself said that his sheep, us, his children, his followers would know his voice. Another name for God that I love is Adonai, which translates to master. So this morning I ask you again do you know the master's voice? How can we discern his voice? How do we know when he's speaking? Well, first of all, we need to position ourselves to hear from God. Now, I don't want to assume that everyone here, either in this room or out under the tent or watching online, I don't want to assume that you're a follower of Jesus. And if you're not, that's the very first first thing you need to do to position yourself to hear God's voice. If you are a Christian, this is a good reminder this morning. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus he needed to do to receive the kingdom of heaven? He needed to be what? Born again. Born again. You know, I was confused by this term for a lot of years. even as a follower of Christ. And and this is still not really talked about much anymore. Let's watch this video clip from the series The Chosen as Jesus explains being born again to the Pharisee teacher, Nicodemus. Let's watch.
1: What else? What have you come here to show us? A kingdom. That is what our rulers are worried about, Not that kind then what A sort of kingdom that a person cannot see unless he is born again born again yes you mean like a new creature a conversion from gentile to jewish no no that's not what i'm talking about then what is born again <sighs> i hope you don't mean return to the womb because that would be a problem for me my mother may she rest in peace, is dead. Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That part of you, that, is what must be reborn to new life. How can these things be? Ah. A teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things, eh? I'm trying, Rabbi. I know. I know. Do you hear this? What? Listen. What do you hear? The wind? How do you know it's the wind? As I can feel it. And I hear it sound. Do you know where it comes from? No. Do you know where it's going? No. That's what it is to be born again of the spirit. The spirit may work in a way that is a mystery to you. And while you cannot see the spirit, you can recognize his effect.
0: You cannot see the spirit, but you can recognize his effect. A transaction occurs when we make the decision to place our trust in Jesus and follow him as our Lord. We become a new creation. God imparts the righteousness of Jesus to us, and then God takes our sin. All of our sins, past, present, and future, and places them on Jesus. All of those sins were crucified and nailed on the cross at Calvary. Done deal, man. But yet, another transaction happens when we follow Christ And are baptized into his name. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Born again, born of water. In spirit, now you are positioned to worship God and to hear from God. For these are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Listen to the words of Jesus said to the Samaritan woman at the well. in John, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. That is being born again. So you're positioned to hear from God, and now you need to learn to recognize his voice. You know, our whole lives we've been conditioned to recognize voices with our ears, which is very natural, but God doesn't typically speak with an audible voice. Not to say that he can't. He's God. He can do anything, but he usually speaks through our minds, our hearts, and our souls. I like to call it the high definition flat panel TV in my soul. You know, every time Sherry and I walk into Costco and see those huge TVs, and they're right by the door with those brilliant images of creation, and I just stand there and look at it. Oh, 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 cool. Oh. But I, have, I just stand there and I'm reminded of how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. I'm, and I always, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you, honey, we need one of those flat panels. <laughs> Seriously, though, here are some examples of how the Spirit has spoken to me in my life. Maybe you can relate to some, some of these. As a voice of correction, when my son Eli was about two, he came outside with me while I was rake, raking up leaves in October. I would rake most of the yard, and, and I like to put the leaves on a plastic tarp. Anybody else do that? And then drag them to where you want to dump them. I'd typically then drag the tarp away, dump the leaves in the natural area behind the house. Well, I went to get something out of the garage, and when I came back, Eli had tossed all of the leaves up in the air and back into the yard. (laughs) I lost my temper, and I yelled at him. He sat down on the top and started crying. The Lord immediately spoke to my soul. Here's the the flat panel TV. Let the boy play in the leaves. End of transmission. That's all he said. Let the boy play in the leaves. I was cut to the quick, because Eli was only doing what little boys do. They loved to play in the leaves, but I had lost sight of that. I went over to my son, sat down beside him, and wiped the tears from his eyes and said, I'm sorry, buddy. Daddy was wrong to yell at you. Do you forgive me? He just shook his head yes. We spent the next 45 minutes with me dragging him around that yard on that tarp. <laughs> and we threw leaves in the air until we were worn out. Does Almighty God care about a two-year-old boy playing in the leaves? I think so. But you know what he cares about even more? Our character. That day God was teaching me how to be a father. You know, another way the voice of God can speak is with a sense of urgency. Eli was about one, and I was getting ready to take him to a doctor's appointment. I had him in the car carrier, you know, jetting out the door. But notice the rear tire was low on air. So I placed the carrier behind the van and pulled out a little electric tire pump I had. My cell phone rang as I was finishing up with the tire. It was, a, it was the doctor's office wanting to know where we were at. I had the appointment time wrong. We were actually late. And it was hard to get an appointment with this pediatric doctor. So I said, I am on the way. Frantically jumped in the van, started the engine, and put the van in rehearse, reverse. The Holy Spirit sent me an urgent message. The boy is back there. I was about to back over my one-year-old son. I turned off the engine and cried for several minutes. And then I held my son tight and thanked the Lord. Now, when I told Eli these two stories later on, he said, great, does God not know my name? He just calls me the boy. (laughs) I said, listen to this, son, from scripture. Then suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, do not lay a hand on the boy. And yet another time, An angel of the Lord, Jehovah, appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, Arise and take the boy and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I speak to you, for Herod is going to seek the boy to destroy him. You're in pretty good company there, boy. (laughs) Sometimes his voice prepares us for something that is about to happen. In January of 2015, both of my parents were dying My dad had renal failure, and my mother had AML, acute myeloid leukemia. They both had fought a hard, valiant fight, but it was becoming clear that they weren't going to make it. Me and my siblings were cherishing our time with them. They were both at home in hospice care, but it seemed like they still had several weeks to live. It was midday on January fourteenth, two 2015. I walked out on my back deck, and was just staring out into the wooded area, pretty worn out and emotionally spent. <sighs> Suddenly the wind started blowing. Y'all, hundreds, hundreds of birds descended right in front of me and started flying in the pattern of a cyclone. They were all chirping and singing their songs, even the nocturnal owls. hoo, hoo! All of these birds singing their song. I was standing there in a ki- kind of a trance, utterly mesmerized. Then that sweet, familiar voice flashed into my mind and my soul. He said, pay attention to this day. I'm going to do something beautiful. Then the birds flew off and the wind stopped blowing. I immediately knew what the Spirit was telling me. He's going to call Mom and, home, Mom and Dad home tonight. So I drove to their house in Powder Springs. I told my brother and two sisters what had happened. I didn't have to convince them. They knew that I had heard from God. Now the head hospice nurse just happened to be there. She heard me telling my siblings what had happened. She said, I just checked your mom and dad's vital signs. There's no way they're gonna die today. It could be another week. I simply said, I know what I heard. Well, she was a Christian and she was intrigued by what I had shared because she stopped back by the house at 6 p.m. to check on mom and dad again. She checked their vitals and said, I don't believe it. They're going down at the same exact rate. God did do something beautiful and altogether lovely that night. He called daddy home at 10.30 p.m. And exactly five hours later at 3.30 a.m. He called my mama home. In scripture, five is associated with the goodness and the grace of God. Praise you, Lord God. You are good. You are faithful and you pour out your grace upon us. And by the way, my mom simply adored birds. She had birdhouses everywhere. So the last point I want to make is actually the most important, and this kind of points back to posturing and positioning yourself. If you want to hear the master's voice, then you need to seek a relationship with God. Jesus wants to be your friend. The triune God, the three-in-one, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they want to be friends with you. Now, this should totally blow your mind. It does mine. Jesus said these words to his disciples, and they're for us today as well. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. The master wants you to know him. And here's how you can cultivate a relationship with God Spend time with him. If not every single day, then as often as you can. Choose a place that's your special place with God. I I meet with him in my closet. Just me, the Lord, and Sherry's shoes. (laughs) And both of our clothes, too. But a lot of her shoes. Seriously, that prayer closet is mine and the Lord's. That's our space, y'all. Do you want to know him? Read his word. It's living. It's active. It's alive. It will change you. Read through the entire Bible. Doug, it's a big book. I know it's a big book. Roughly three chapters every day, and you'll read the entire Bible in a year. And I have a Bible. I'll read through the Bible in a a year plan if you need one. They're on the Internet, too. Just reach out to me. I'll send it to you. Start a journal with God. Start writing down your prayers your struggles. Ask God questions. Tell him your thoughts. Look, I'll tell you, it's going to seem weird at first. Keep doing it. I promise you if you become more, it will become more natural as time goes on. Join a Bible study. Find some other Christian accountability partners. As the word says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That is truth, y'all. God wants you to grow closer to him. And guess who doesn't want that to happen? adversary. We need each other. We need each other. So I'm going to wrap this up today. I know I go a little bit shorter than than Stephen, and that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Christian God can and will use a myriad of means to speak to us. The, The Holy Spirit is how he talks to us, sometimes directly, sometimes through his word, the Bible, sometimes through other people, through creation, through signs and wonders. He's even spoken to me directly through a pastor's sermon on the radio. So don't put him in a shoebox. He's almighty God, and I'm convinced that he delights in blowing our minds. He really does. There are so many promises in the Bible, and I want to leave you with this one. So many times God says, if you do this, I will do this. If you do this, I will do this for you. So do you want to hear the master's voice? Do you want to know his will for your life? The Apostle Paul tells us how to do it in Romans. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. So if you do that, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Don't and then Then... He will do this, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you that your promises are good that your promises are true. Lord, we thank you for your holy words that have been written through thousands of years. From Genesis to Revelation, they point to one thing, the common thread is the love of God through Jesus Christ the Son. And Lord, we thank you that you don't leave us on our own, but you have given us our counselor, our friend, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to to, to lead us to illuminate our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we, we thank you that you do speak to us. You, you don't want to just save us. That's just the beginning. You want to transform us, to sanctify us, to be like Christ the Son. And you've created good works in advance for us, even when you were forming us in our mother's wombs. You've created those good works for us to do. And we can accomplish those with the help of the Holy Spirit. So we love you, Lord. And even right now, as we sing, word of God, speak to us. Pour out your love for us. Pour out your wisdom to us. Pour out your truth to us, Lord, and empower us to be a city on a hill whose light cannot be hidden, Lord. You call us as your children to be salt and light in this world, to proclaim the truth of the gospel, Not some watered-down version of it, Lord, but all of it in its entirety. Even the hard parts that are even hard to understand, Lord. But we know they all come from a heart of love. We love you, and we praise you. And we, we just pray all of these things in the strong name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message.